If you have your Bibles, open them with me and turn to Proverbs chapter 6. And we're going to start at verse 16. Proverbs 6 verse 16. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to him. Another uh, uh, translation will say that are an abomination to him. Okay, so not good. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. And I'm going to read you another translation from the Amplified of verse 19 specifically. It says, a false witness who breathes out lies, even half-truths, and one who spreads discord, rumors, among the brethren. Okay, so here's, here's what we understand. That when we're talking about spreading rumors, when we're talking about lies, when we're talking about um, even half-truths, so, so something that's partially true, these things are detestable to God. They are detestable to him. So again, and like I said, we've all been guilty of it. If you're going to literally sit up here and, tell, and say that, oh, I, I've never gossiped, I'm, I'd be surprised if that was the case. Um, then you're, you're, you're a better person than me then, um, right? But you, you have to realize that just because it's something that's common and, that, and just because it's something that it's like it, it seems like a quote-unquote lesser sin, it's really not because it's listed among things that are detestable to God, that God hates, okay? And when we're talking about bearing false witness, like here's, what, again, let's, we're talking about context, the t context of the scripture. Um, you have to realize that if somebody would, let's say, um, and I'm going, again, I'm going back into this day, this, this culture of this day, let's say someone was accused of adultery. Okay. At this point, if you're accused of adultery, you get stoned to death. Okay. So if someone's wrongfully accused, you are basically handing them over to murder. So to bear false witness, to, to put a false witness, or if, if, um, you're, if you're like, Hey, did, did Bob commit adultery? And you know that he didn't, but you're like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure you, you're, you're handing him over to be killed. And so bearing false witness is, is so, because again, this was a time there's no uh, cameras, it's not like there's like a paper trail. You could read their text messages. Uh, they could prove they weren't in a particular place. Um, you know, I like to watch, um, I love to watch Hallmark mystery movies. I know, I don't know, I just love them. And, and you'll notice a lot of the times like in helping with cases and evidence, um, it's always like, okay, what does the security camera say? Did the person walk by um, during at this particular time? Do they have an alibi for wherever they were? Okay, um, well, we, we saw them on the security camera at 1047. So we know that they weren't, right? Okay, at this time, that did not exist. So they relied on witnesses. Absolutely agree, Lauren. That's why I love them. Um, they relied on witnesses. And so by, by you bearing false witness against your neighbor, by not helping them, by not coming to their rescue, by not that when Jesus said, love your neighbor, he was quoting from Leviticus in this exact subject. That's what it means. You are, you, you have to help your neighbor. If you can, you have to protect them. So bearing false witnesses is a very bad, bad thing. It's terrible. Just, just think about it. Someone could be dead, even though they're innocent, because you bore false witness against them. So, um, so verse 19, this is what it's talking about. And it's talking about, in the last part, let me read verse 19 again. One who spreads discord or rumors among the brethren. So if you're talking about discord, dissension, trying to, trying to stir up, uh, um, you know, a problem within the church. And we're going to, this also happens in the new Testament. So it's not just old Testament. Paul warns against this stuff all the time, right? So we're talking about any kind of rumors, any kind of slander, any kind of, you know, trying to cause a problem. And guess what is generally the case? You think you're helping. Well, you know, I'm just trying to help. Um, you know, you're not trying to help. You're not trying to help. If, if we're being honest, you're not. 
You know it. I know it. You could just admit it. You're not trying to help at all. Oh, you know, I'm, uh, the people need to know. You know, the people know they don't need to know because your intention is not to help anyone. Your intention is to cause up a, a disruption because people get some sort of pleasure out of that. And we're going to, I'm going to get to that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Turn to Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one and verse 28. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. That is heavy. That is a lot of stuff, <laughs> right? That's a lot to digest, isn't it? Because right among the list of these wicked, evil things are gossips and slanderers, people who sow strife. It is a very, because he, here's what ends up happening. We find ways most of the time to justify what we're doing, don't we? Or to say, well, you know, I, 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 was, I was worried about this person. I was just trying to help them. <sighs> okay, we're going we're gonna to get to that. Proverbs 20, 19. A gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid a man who talks too much. That scripture in Romans is saying, not only do they continue to do things, but they approve of those who practice them. So, but Proverbs 20, 19 is saying, if you see a gossip, avoid them. Avoid a person who talks too much. Do you remember last week when we spoke about unforgiveness um, and talking about how, you know, forgive and forget and that kind of thing. And I, and I said, you need to forgive and forget, but it doesn't mean that you will, um, you know, if, if a person betrayed your trust and your confidence, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to go run and tell them all your secrets again. Because the Bible literally says, avoid a man who talks too much. So if there is a person that you know them, you know that they have a big mouth. They're yep, 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 yep about everything. Biblically speaking, you have the right to stay away from them, <laughs> to not talk to them. You're not, you're not, you know, that's not sowing dissension. If you're saying like, but, okay, and here's what it gets. If you go around telling everybody, oh, Sally has a big mouth. Sally has a really big mouth. You, you shouldn't, um, you know, you shouldn't talk to her. You're going to say, it's true though. Sally does have a big mouth. I'm just protecting them. You're, you're mad at Sally, so you're just trying to throw it under the bus. You know it. You know it. Mm. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> because we... Let, let me read the Hebrew definition of gossip. So this, when you see the word gossip in the scripture, particularly the Old Testament... This is the definition. One who reveals secrets. One who goes about as a talebearer. One who promotes scandal. Okay? Reveals secrets. So in other words, um, let's say, let's say I have a secret. I don't, but let's say I did. Let's say I have my secret. I don't know my secret. And I went to tell, uh, who, who just commented? Jill. Okay, I went to tell Jill. Jill, I'm only using you because you're the last comment. <laughs> So I went to tell Jill and Jill went and reported my secret. That's the definition of a gossip, right? Or uh, um, someone who goes about as a talebearer. Who's the other person who just commented? Loretta. <laughs> People are like, man, I'm not going to comment because I'm going to get called out. Um, it's just easier because I can see your name. So I tell Loretta or um, um, Loretta goes to, who did she just, she goes to Sheba. 
So Loretta goes to Sheba and she says, um, you know, did you hear this? And it's not even really true, but, but she's what's called a tail bearer. Okay. Now no one's commenting because they don't want me to, to use their name, but um, <laughs> Jill commented again. I won't use Jill again. Okay, Loretta just commented. I'll, I'll use Loretta again. One who promotes scandal. So your Loretta's not trying to um, solve the problem. She just heard a juicy tidbit. And now she's promoting this. Oh, this happened with this. And they're having a fight. And, <laughs> and they're doing this. <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Jill is being... Um, Jill's been so gracious. Jill, you rock. Um, okay, I'm going to use Lauren now. So Loretta goes to Lauren. Um, you know, hey, Lauren, uh, um, you know, these these two people, um, you know, they're, you know, they're having an affair. Did you, did you know? And now this is a scandal. Okay, if we're talking about an affair, I mentioned it earlier in, in, in speaking of adultery. Let's say you hear about that in the church. You know, that's a scandal, right? And so what you're, so what, what Lauren is doing or Loretta is doing, is she going to, to Lauren and she's saying, um, did you hear about this affair? Cause it is a scandal. And then Lauren is going to Jill, Jill, did you hear about this? And then Jill shuts it down. Right. And then, and then Lauren goes, okay. So Jill's not, not biting. Okay. I'm going to go to somebody else. I'm going to go to Sheba. Okay. Sheba, did you hear about this affair? So you're, what you're doing is <laughs> what you're doing is is there's a scandal and you're now promote you're you're becoming a mouthpiece for a scandal so these are um these are the the, the what a gossip is so we're, we're defining the hebrew word <laughs> we're defining the hebrew word for gossip okay now i'm gonna tell you there's a scripture uh i'm gonna actually first I'll tell you the, I'll read you the scripture and then I'm going to tell you the definition of this. This is, this is big. Proverbs 26 verse 18. Like a madman. This is, this is the Bible. I agree, Auntie Joe. You know, like that game telephone, you know, like where you're, you, you tell somebody something and by the time it gets down the line to the end of the person or to the last person, the story is like completely different. It's so true. Because you, you, because what's going to happen? Yeah, well, I, I, absolutely, Maggie. When you're talking, and this is exactly what a gossip is. You're talking behind someone's back and you're not, you have no intention to help them. Um, broken telephone. Yeah, thanks, Maggie. Right? And so what ends up happening is, um, Sheba, I'm going to, I'm going to address that. I'm glad you brought that up. I will address that. Um, so what happens is, the story now, it might not even be a big deal, but then it's like, oh, I heard this about this. And it's kind of like, what? Because I've been the victim of, of such stories um, that weren't true, uh, that were twisted. And then it's kind of like, yeah, I heard this. And it's like, no, that's not even at all true. Um, and you could hurt. Listen, guys, this this could really, you, you have to understand what you're, a person's reputation um, it is tough to recover from a rumor. It is very tough. And I, I'm saying this, you know, I'm speaking to you in love right now. You know, you could ruin somebody's life. You have to realize this. If you hear something and it sounds weird, shut it down. Or go to the person. But if you're going to start, you know, running, grabbing something and running with it. You have to understand what you could do to a person's life, what you could do to a person's reputation. And it's hard to recover from that. And you could have put a stop to it and you chose not to. Listen to Proverbs 26 and verse 18. Like a madman shooting firebrands or deadly arrows is a man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Like, what did I say? Shut it down. Like Jill did. <laughs> In my imaginary uh, story. Shut it down. You, you're responsible to yourself. For yourself. Because if Lauren goes to Jill 
and tells Jill the story. And Jill's like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to know nothing about it. And she's stopped. Okay. Now, Lauren could still go off and tell someone else, but Jill did the right thing. You understand? So you, you can't be a hero in being like, well, I'm just going to stop all the gossip in the church. I, I wish we could, but it starts with you. If you're the one to shut it down, right? You're the one you're saying, I'm not, I don't want to hear this. Don't tell it to me. I don't want to know. I don't, I know that's not true. We shouldn't be talking about it. It's none of our business. You know, there's a, a, a Paul talks about, uh, in, in first Timothy, when he's, he's talking about how women, younger women who don't get married and then they get bored. And so they start becoming busybodies and they're gossiping, right? Um, you know, it doesn't just apply to women. Um, men, men could be, could be busybodies too. I feel like more now than maybe it used to be, you know, and I, I've heard situations of like men who are like on the board and they're told not to tell their wives and they go tell their wife and they're like, well, um, you know, me and my wife, you know, we're one flesh. It's like, yeah, I know you're one flesh, but you're two mouths. So keep yours shut. Okay. Like I, I, I very like, <laughs> my husband always get, gets mad at me. He never knows anything. If I don't, cause I don't, I have no, if you don't need to know, I'm not going to say it. That's just the way I am. I'm just like that. Um, right. So, so the Bible, it's so this is a subject matter that you see repeated over and over and over again. And I, it, it is always shocking to me that we don't take it more seriously. It's always, it's, it, 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 it's very surprising that for something that is constantly repeated, for something that is constantly talked about, for something that is constantly warned against, that we just let you know no uh, whatever well it's it's not a big deal okay verse 21 as charcoal to embers and as wood to fire so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife the words of a gossip the words of a gossip are like choice morsels they go down into a man's inmost parts like a coating of glaze over earthenware, our fervent lips with an evil heart. A malicious man disguises himself with his lips, but in his heart he harbors deceit. Though his speech is charming, do not believe him, for seven abominations fill his heart. Remember those abominations that we read about in Proverbs 6? Hmm. His malice may be concealed by deception, but his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. You will get called out. If you, if you think that you're going to go around being a busybody like Paul, Paul talks about and, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And you're not going to get found out. Think again. Verse 28, a lying tongue hates those it hurts and a flattering mouth works ruin you it's not i'm not just making it up about about ruining a person's reputation the bible is clear a lying tongue hates those it hurts as christians we are to operate in love always and so anytime something's coming out of your mouth and even if you aren't sure Here's a default position. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't, just don't even talk about it. You know, the, the, when the scripture talks about that uh, 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 words of gossip are like choice morsels or another way of putting it, tasty morsels. Gossip provides a short burst of guilty pleasure. So gossip is described as delicious morsels, a tasty treat that promises delight to those who indulge. Bits of gossip are described as choice or tasty, suggesting that they are tempting. So the idea of learning a secret is alluring. It's a temptation of the flesh. Mm, that, wow. The original language says that these morsels, while they taste good, are actually poison that cause destruction to the eater. So what originally tastes sweet ends up with bitter consequences. Another translation says 
Gossip is like wounds, like eating wounds. So it's like you're eating, literally eating poison that will destroy you. Because if you're thinking, um, well, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt me. It will. It's it's, it's tasty morsels um, that end up destroying us from the inside out. We so so here's the reality. Because again, what was I talking about before? And Paul warning in in. Um, in first timothy because the women they had nothing to do and so they were bored so that's what happens we get bored and we want to entertain ourselves by snacking on the stories of other people's lives or we get proud that we know a secret that others don't know or we get mad and crave the satisfaction of character assass assassination or um we hear somebody else's problem like I think Sheba mentioned it earlier that it's like, well, you feel better about yourself, right? You hear, oh, did you hear what that person is going through? And you feel better about yourself. <laughs> Good advice, Ro. Ro says snack on chips instead. <laughs> right? So, so you need to realize that, that the Bible, it's letting you know what gossip is, what it does to you, it's like poison, and what it does to people. It hurts them, and it could ruin their lives. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. You know, in verse 24, it's like the man who hates pretends no harm, but actually is plotting deceitful and destructive acts with his heart. He will be exposed before the assembly. You know, and there's, there's a few different kinds. Okay, so let, let's talk about different kinds of, of tasty morsels, okay? There could be bad information. So in other words, you're spreading a story that you know is false, okay? That's called slander. Slander. Spreading a story that you know, completely know is false, okay? That's slander. Then there is uh, bad, you, you hear bad news about someone. Okay, just because something might be true, it doesn't mean that we should talk about it and it doesn't mean that we have the right to talk about it. So this is where I want to land with this because I hear a lot of the time, um, you know, I'm worried about this person, um, so I want to help them. Okay, let me read a scripture about that because there is a scripture that touches that. I, Believe it or not, the scripture touches absolutely everything. <laughs> That's why it's great. Proverbs chapter 3. Yeah, Lynn brings up a good point. Um, Lynn brings up a good point. She said, saying something negative about someone when they're not there to defend themselves. Absolutely. And again, like I said, like I said before, so there's something that you know is not true, which is considered slander. And then there's 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 just flat out gossip because you you it, it, it is something that might be true it, it perhaps is true but it doesn't mean that it's up to you to be talking about it because why are you let me ask you guys this if you are talking about it why are you talking about it what's the reason for why you're talking about it is there a purpose for why you're talking about it and like i said we get we like to know a secret hey doris glad you're here we want like to know secrets. We want to feel better about ourselves. We want to get back at someone. These are the reasons, but there's also a reason, and I hear this a lot. Um, I want to help. I'm worried about it's a bad situation. I want to help. Um, Mel brought up a point. She said, if you have a solution, speak to your pastor to genu genuinely help a brother or sister. All right, let me get to that. Proverbs 3, verse 27. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it, when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later. I'll give it to you tomorrow, when you now have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a violent man or choose any of his ways, for the Lord detests a perverse man, but takes a but takes the upright into his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. 
It could be Maggie. It absolutely could be. Um, I believe that probably is the case for a lot of people. Um, Self-importance, maybe. Um, like, I, like, like I read before. It, it makes you feel... It's like, you, it's like a sense of pride. Um, because you know a secret. Because when we're talking about these... When the Bible talks about the tasty morsels or the choice morsels... Uh, think about this. And actually, I'm going to give away my game for, for later today. But, but there's always these... There's food... And probably sugar would be the biggest one. That it's like, it triggers, when you eat it, it's like it triggers a response of pleasure. But ultimately, it's not good for you. Right? It's not good for you. But it triggers, a, it's, like a, it's like a neurological response that your body's like, ooh, sugar, yay, I want it. This tastes good, I like it. But then ultimately, it's not healthy for you. And so, gossip ends up becoming something that triggers in the flesh, right? Because we are flesh beings, though we don't live with the flesh, we war against the flesh, right? So it, it triggers something that causes us to take pleasure in these uh, um, tasty morsels, right? It's like, mmm, this tastes good, I like it, right? Endorphins, yes. That's what it is. That's literally, that's why the Bible uses that reference. There, it's tempting. It's alluring. It's another, it's a temptation of the flesh. And then once you start to, to, to guess what happens when you start eating, um, like, let's say, let's say a baby, for example, who has never tasted sugar before, right? Or a kid. And then you give them sugar and it's like, they realize, Ooh, I like this. I want more. I'm going to keep asking for more because a kid, how many, I mean, there's some parents out there. How many of your kids, when they sit down to eat, they're like, I really want the Brussels sprouts. Um, I don't want the candy. Give me all the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I, I like Brussels sprouts personally, but more than likely the kid's going to be, am I right? Parents, the kid's going to want what triggers those endorphins in their minds. Am I right? Okay, because now there is a chemical response to when they take in this sugar and it almost becomes like an addiction. There's a lot of foods that end up becoming an addiction because it triggers something pleasurable, but ultimately it destroys you. That's why another translation says you're eating wounds. It's like you're eating a sword that ultimately is going to pierce the inside of you. Ma, didn't I, I didn't, I always ate good, didn't I? I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I like good food. I don't think I, I wasn't a candy, but I still don't like candy. I'm not, I'm not into candy, but, um, other kids, you know, so, um, th this is what gossip ends up doing. It triggers a response that in the flesh is a good response. You're kind of like, man, why, why am I such a, 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 a big mouth? I don't want to be, why, why do I end up being that way? Because in the flesh, there's pleasure that comes in this these these bits oh did you hear this oh i got a juicy one you ever hear that ah my mom confirms i was a very good good eater um yeah Mag maggie confirms it is a chemical response and just like sugar ultimately and i mean refined sugar because fruit is is good and there, there's sugar and fruit i'm talking about like a, a processed refined sugar it's ultimately poison to to, to us right we, but we want it. We like it. We want it. <laughs> right. Um, and the game just, you're going to understand when at the end of the broadcast, um, when, when we play the game, you'll see what I'm talking about. Right. So if you're wondering, man, why, why, um, I'm a meat and potatoes. See, there you go. And I, I, I went through a brief, um, I went through a brief, like vegan phase. I don't know what happened to me. I got wrong information, but then the Lord, um, renewed my mind and I like meat again. Um, I don't know. I don't, it was weird. Anyways, um, right? So the, these, we've heard that, right? Ooh, I got a juicy tidbit for you. Or it's like, um, let, let's spill the tea, right? You've heard those references like, let, let's sit and like, like you know, and, and again, Paul mentions it in 1 Timothy. Let, let me, I, I keep saying that. Let me actually read it. And like I said, it could be men too. It's not just women. 
men could be just as much busybodies, but here they are, he, he does mention women. So let's go. First Timothy chapter five, um, verse 13. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also gossips and busybodies saying young, sorry, saying things they ought not to. Saying things they ought not to. Oh, uh, yes, rhubarb, <laughs> rhubarb is the best. That's good natural sugar. Uh, substitute refined sugar with honey, maple syrup, dates. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, Christian, I don't know about that Nutella. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's crazy? Nutella in other countries is way better than the Nutella that you get here. Um, in fact, I, I went to Bible school in Australia and I, when I went to the grocery store there, I bought Nutella because I figured Nutella is Nutella, right? But it's not. I was so um, trained to Canadian Nutella that when I had the Australian Nutella, it tasted like terrible because there was not much sugar in it. It's very different. A lot of the stuff there just has way less sugar and, and, and processed stuff that, that we have here. And so I think I, I, think I had my mom ship me <laughs> Nutella, if I remember correctly, because I couldn't eat it, um, which is crazy to think about how, how conditioned we are to all of this stuff that isn't good for us. But that's exactly what gossip is. And again, the Bible, it says stuff for a reason to help us to understand. So these tasty morsels, these choice morsels are tempting. We crave it. It's like we can't wait to sit down with our girlfriends and, 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 and you know, go on and on about it. Um, so in the scripture, in Proverbs chapter 3, saying, if you can help your neighbor when it is in your power to act. So there is a moment where, yes, we do need to help. And I'm going to give you an example of what I mean by that. Let's say someone in the church, a woman, we're going to call her Sally, okay? Because I don't know anybody named Sally. Sally, she's married, but her husband is physically abusive towards her, okay? And Sally tells um, uh, Loretta, Loretta, uh, you know, this is happening with my husband. Now, Loretta wants to help. She's like, I, I got to do something, but I'm not sure what. So she'll come to me and she says, Marcy, what should we do? And I say, okay, here's what we do. Go to the, we need to tell the pastor. And there's a protocol of, of, you know, obviously, I'm not even sure what the protocol is. It's obviously, involving the police, there are things to do. And you, and that's it. And Loretta's like, okay, straight to the pastor. I never say another word. That's it. Because it's in our power to help. Sally needs our help. She's in trouble. She's in trouble. It's in our power to do something. Uh, I believe Mel mentioned it and Maggie said it now to speak to the pastor. Uh, <laughs> yes, Loretta. Loretta, you're... <laughs> Oh man, uh, I, I need to use fake names. I really need to use fake names. Um, but anyways, that's what you do. Because obviously Loretta could be in a situation where she's like, I don't know, should I, is this something, I, I don't even know what to do. You know, and I'm somebody, you know, I'm, 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 uh, um, <laughs> I'm part of the leadership of the church, so I understand. But Loretta's not, if Loretta goes to her friend, uh, um, Daisy, and says, hey, Daisy, uh, you know, Sally, she, you know, she has this. No, Daisy's not going to do anything to help you. You either go to, to a leader in the church or write to the pastor. And you'd get it taken care of. But let's be honest, friends. 99% of the time, 99% of the time, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. Because 99% of the time, we're not looking to help anybody. We're not. We just like to talk about it. We're not looking to help. Hang on, there's some comments I need to, to see. I tell you something, I have personally seen people allow an issue on account. It's not my place of business. Okay, but this is the thing, Sheba. It, it really, it, the scripture says, if it's in your power to help, if it's in your power to help, so can you do something? Because let's say, um, there's a situation where you, cause, cause Ro asked the question, what if you catch someone's husband or wife cheating? I, 
is it in your power to help? Can you actually help? I, I would say, um, Ro, if you catch, let's say uh, you catch Sally's husband, Bob, cheating on her. Let me ask you guys, would it be the right thing to do for Ro to go to Sally and tell her? I, I would say, <laughs> I want to know what you guys say. <laughs> But the word, I'll tell you what not to do. I'll tell you what not to do. Don't go start telling other people. I caught, um, I caught Bob with another woman. Jill says she would confront Bob. Okay. Um, but here, but again, the worst thing you could do is go to somebody else and tell them, or just because you want it to, again, it's an, it's like an addiction. You, you love the fact that you know this secret. So you're going to someone else and you're, you're, you're going to Mel and you're saying, Hey Mel, I caught Bob with another woman. No, don't do it. Either you go to him, go to Bob, um, himself or, or go to Sally. My mom says, stay out of it. Okay. She said, pray for guidance. Now th there are moments where you're going to need wisdom. You're going to need wisdom. The solution is never, ever to go blab to somebody else with no intention of, you know, well, I, I'm not, you know, I don't know. Either you go to a... Everybody's fair game, Mel. Everybody's fair game. Because um, Jill and Loretta took, took, it like, took, took it like champs. So now everybody's fair game. Um, well, you know, Ro, honestly... Um, th these are things that you need to, yes, this is what I'm saying. Auntie Joe says the sad part is that we tell everyone, but the person involved. Exactly. So Sally, everybody knows about her husband and she doesn't know. Um, going to Bob will only turn it into his word versus yours. You need proof. Good point. Good point. Um, well, Jill, it is ugly, but people do that. People do that. I, I wish it wasn't the case. Um, <laughs> you know. Okay, yeah, Loretta said, don't run off and do anything without prayer. Seek the, what does the Bible say? God said, if, if, if you're lacking wisdom, ask him and he'll give it to you. Don't, don't try to go this alone. These are tough situations. They're very tough. My, I'll tell you this. My default position is, mind your business. Unless, you know, someone legitimately is in trouble and it's you, it's in your power to help. Like the scripture says, because there are certain situations where yes, it is in your, you can help. I, I, I know something that's going on in real life. That's exactly that where the person can help. And so she is choosing to help. Okay. But most of the time, what are you really going to do? Like Sheba says, you don't have proof. Uh, uh, you could end up, I mean, I don't know. Are we going to go to Sally and tell her that you have to make that decision for yourself, but I can tell you certainly what not to do. Do not go to somebody else. Do not, do not, um, um, pretend, pretend like you're trying to help. I'm sorry. I hope that I know this might like upset some people. But, but I, trust me, I've done it before. We, we want to make it seem like we're looking to help, but we're really not. You know, and, and the thing with the church, like I said, there's pastors and there's leaders that are here to help. There are things, if, if there are, if people are in trouble, we can help. But unless there's a sincerity in your heart where you're actually saying, I need to help. The scripture says, if it's in your power to do it, do it. But if your end game is just because you want something to talk about because you're bored, here's a thought. Get so busy within the things of the Lord that you don't have time to worry about the lives of other people. You know, a, a, a lot of times people ask me, what do you think about this preacher? I don't think about them because I don't have time to think about them. If I see something that's, that's false in the body of Christ, what do I do? I come on the broadcast and I teach about it. I don't name names. I don't go around. Don't listen to them. I teach about it. And then you have to make your own decisions and use the wisdom of the Lord. I can't tell you what to do. At the end of the day, that's what it is. I had someone uh, um, say, 
Uh, what do you think about Benny Hinn? I don't think about Benny Hinn. I don't, I, I don't know what to say. What do you want me to say? Yeah, exactly, Joe. Because because if we're talking about something happening within the church and it's in your power to help, the, the leadership of the church... <laughs> Maybe, Mel. Um, oh, hey, Ori. The leadership of the church, that's what they're there for. But also, I mean, again, be, be very discerning. Be very discerning in who you talk about, who you talk to. Because you might, unfortunately, maybe tell the wrong person that you think is going to help. Um, so, so you have to pray. Um, <laughs> you have to pray for wisdom. Look what it says in Romans 16, verse 17. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Be very, very careful. They're feeding their own appetites. This is the whole thing that we've been talking about with gossip. It's like you're eating something. Right? It's like you're eating something that's pleasurable to you. Now, I don't I want to end on a positive. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. And like, and like I said, that's why I do these teachings. If I, if I hear something that falls from some preacher, I teach the, what the correct thing is according to the word of God. That's the solution. But, you, but people, there are people out there who all they want to do is cause division and dissension and rip the body of Christ apart. You stay far away from those people because they deceive. There are naive people out there who are deceived. Don't be a part of it. Don't even... Like I said, default position. Mind your own business. Stay out of it. If it's in your power to help someone and they're in trouble, stick with, with the pastors and the leadership. That's it. The least amount of people possible. Don't feed the appetite of gossip. Don't feed the appetite of dissension. Instead, turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor for we are all members of one body in your anger do not sin do not let the sun go down while you're angry and do not give the devil a foothold verse 29 do not give the devil a foothold because as soon as dissension comes into the church it rips us apart it rips the body apart don't let it happen you have the power to stop it you know why I don't know anything about anybody? Because I don't allow it to come to me. Nobody tells me anything. Nobody tells me anything. Because I don't want to know. It's not my business. If someone's in trouble, I will help them. If, if it's in my power to. That's what the scripture says. You know, don't forsake your neighbor. It says, don't, don't tell your neighbor, yeah, come back later. No, if it's in your power to help them, do it. Do it. Do not let it, verse 29. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. If we're living as, as Christians to build people up, then we're not, we're not beating them up when, they, when they're down. Kicking them when they're already down. You know, somebody made a mistake. Don't kick them when they're down. Build each other up. You know. What can you do to encourage? You hear like a story that's negative. How, here's a thought. Rather than put a stop to it, okay? Rather than, than, than keep talking about it, stop it. Think to yourself, what can I do to encourage that person? What can I do to help that person? You hear about somebody in the church who's going through something? Instead of talking about it, why don't you think to yourself, I'm going to do something to build them up. I, I want to help them. Build others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. 
if this is if you're living by Ephesians 4 over here, by the way, the, the heading of this um chapter is unity in the body of Christ. Unity in the body of Christ. Division happens because you're not like, yeah, exactly. Reach out to them, support them. But nobody wants most people don't want to do that. You don't actually want to support them. You want to talk about them because it feeds your appetite. Your fleshly appetite is getting satisfied. So for you to, to, to stop it in its tracks and then think, is there something I could do to encourage them? That doesn't feed your fleshly appetite. But as spiritual people, we're not slaves to the flesh. We're submitted to the spirit. As spirit people, though we are flesh, we, we war against the flesh. We die daily to the flesh. Verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Ephesians chapter 4, guys, write it down if you're taking notes. Unity in the body of Christ. And I, I don't want to hear, I'm just trying to help, I need to warn people. Warn them for what? What are you, what are you warning them? I want to close with a psalm because this psalm um, is a great guide to how we should be living. I call it, or it would be called living a blameless life because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and do these broadcasts and tell you what not to do without providing you um, what you should do. Psalm 101. Thank you, Loretta. Thanks for not uh, dropping off the broadcast because I used you in my pretend story. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write down a bunch of fake names that I don't know anybody that has. And, um, and I'm going to use those. <laughs> Psalm 101. I will sing of your love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praise. I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will walk in my house with blameless heart. I will set before my eyes no vile thing. The deeds of faithless men I hate, they will not cling to me. Men of perverse heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor in secret, him I will put to silence. When we talked about talking behind people's backs, whoever slanders his neighbor in secret, him I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, him I will not endure. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they that may dwell with me, he whose walk is blameless. No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Every morning I will put to silence all the wicked in the land. I will cut off every evildoer from the city of the Lord. You know what? If there are people out there, false teachers, stirring dissension, whatever, God will deal with them. The scriptures are clear about what to do in those situations. You stay far away from them. And you teach what is right and you do what is right. And if they, don't, if they won't listen to correction, then you make it public, right? The Bible, it's so funny because... How could, how, how could we not know how to deal with any of this stuff? It's all here. It's all here. Right now, I, am re I don't recommend this version, but it, it, it's, I'm reading the NIV. It's because it's, it's easy to understand. I, I would... Okay, well, we'll talk about... My favorite version of the Bible is the ESV, which is the um, English Standard Version. Um, I like that one to study. Um, and when I'm preaching, I usually use the NLT, but on the broadcast, I use the NIV. Just things that, um, but I'm, I'll tell you what I always do, Gila, and I'll give you like a, a, a tip. There's a website called Bible Hub. And what you do is you type in a verse and it gives you every single version of the Bible that exists. So that way you, you can't go wrong. You, you will have a full picture of what that scripture is saying. So when I'm studying, when I'm preparing and all this stuff, I have all versions of the Bible around to make sure that I get the exact 
uh, uh, um, essence of the verse, right? So the Bible's clear. There's never a moment where we should say, oh, I didn't know that, or I didn't know we should do that. It's, it's just because you're, you're, you're lazy about it. And you're not taking the time to study. You're not taking the time to learn. Um, exactly, Sheba. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, guys, this is, we have a chance to correct it. We have an excellent opportunity now to, first of all, repent if we have gotten caught up in gossip, because it is a sin. We know it from the scripture. I, I read it earlier. Um, we have a chance to repent and God will forgive us, but don't continue it. Don't continue it. Be very careful. Like I said, I read you all. About, go back if, if you want to kind of go back and, 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 and re-listen. Um, I put it on the podcast. Because um, it's easy to get caught up because you think you're helping or you think that you don't have malintentions. Examine your hearts. I think, I think this is a good moment that anytime we're talking um, about anything, examine your hearts. Like what's, what's going on in there? Like Mel mentioned about pride. That's a, that's a, that is a great, cause that's a, that, that will kill you. It absolutely will. Um, so what's going on in, in here? Are we doing things out of a loving heart? Are we doing something that's building up the body of Christ, building up our brothers and sisters? Before we go tonight, I don't know who's listening. You know, I, there's no guarantee that everybody who's listening is part of the body of Christ. You might be listening, you're like, I, I'm not even saved. I, I don't even know any of this. You know, the, the, the whole point of what we do is to see people come into right relationship with God. You know, God created man and woman in his image, created him to created us to give him glory. But when man sinned, we fell out of favor with God. And so what happened was, is God sent his son Jesus to die in our place, to reconcile us back to the Father. And so if you're, if you're watching this and you're like, wow, I didn't know that. I had no idea that I need to come back into right relationship. I need to come into right, right relationship with God because we're all his creation, but we're not all his children. We become his children through faith in Jesus. And the Bible says, that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths, then we will be saved. So if you're not saved, repeat this prayer after me. Why do we do it this way? We do it this way um, because there needs to be a, 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 a confession with your mouth. And, the, and I, I, I read it out loud and have you repeat it because you might have no idea about anything. So this is just to help you. Okay? Because I know people are like, oh, there's no sinner's prayer in the Bible. This is to help you. If Jesus was standing right here, okay, but he's not. We're, we're, this is just to help you. It's to help you, okay? So repeat this after me. Say, Father, I give you my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and my Savior. I choose to follow you and not turn back. Thank you that I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, message this account. We want, we want to know who you are. There, there's online salvations all the time. So, so don't think that, that just because there might not be anyone in the chat uh, who isn't saved, you never know who's listening. That's why we do this.